0: Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Entertainment of Excellence, the podcast where we talk about films, TV, all of it. Hi, I'm Molly. I'm Tom. I'm Ben. And today we're talking about the 2019 film, Us. This will contain spoilers.
1: Yeah, that's it, Okay, so Uz is about a family who is on holiday at the beach, Um, but the, there's some strange coincidences start happening, like a Frisbee landing on a dot. Did you remember that one? That was spooky, wasn't it? It's spooky. Yeah. was way more spooky <laughs> than 11.11, which I Ooh. see like, every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then they go home to the house and then the family sees like themselves standing outside their door and then the copies of themselves uh try and murder them and the family tries to not be murdered. And it gets a bit wacky. We'll probably I don't know how to say about the like ending bits without going into depth. So I guess we'll talk about that later. But for now, what you need yeah. to know is, yep, doppelgangers that say seem to be like their shadows or something um, are trying to murder them, and they want to not be murdered. <laughs> so, could you say doppelgainers? <gasps> oh! <laughs> what do you think of the premise? Because it feels like, you know, I don't think I've read a Lovecraft story with this premise, but I feel like there could be one. <laughs> Yeah, If that makes sense. It has the vibe. Not like, maybe his earlier stuff, not like when he went on to Cosmic Horror. But, um... Yeah. You know, the earlier things with... There's one where... I remember there's definitely a Lovecraft thing where someone realises they themselves are a monster, but they, I, I could see him writing one where you're being murdered by yourself. Yeah. Um, And it's pretty cool, and... One way that they pull it off really well in terms of like the differing performances. So like Lupita Nyong'o is really good at doing like her and her tethered or whatever. They they are completely different. Like as soon as you see one, you're like, oh, okay, boom, easy to easy to distinguish, and not just because of the red jumpsuit. Like the the way that they stand or just. Well, obviously, talk because they're like
2: they talk yeah.
1: like that, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I think it was a really good job of being different or distinguishable.
0: I really loved the um, the sequence when they first come to the house, and I think that lasts getting them for half an hour with um, nothing really. You just kind of follow their perspective for a very long time, and then eventually, you cut to sort of the Family, friends, and he starts mm. to reveal that this is kind of happening, happening everywhere. Um, but I did really like the performances, and yeah, two of the first... stars from Black Panther in this, yeah, and Baku himself.
1: <laughs> and that first uh bit where they're being attacked in the house, I remember there's a specific shot where it, the camera was kind of staying low to the ground, and then would actually it kind of panned around the house so you could see where all the characters were and. It was just a really nice shot. Which a big theme is the the cinematography in this was really good, I thought.
2: Yeah. Definitely.
1: Very very pretty. Very smooth camera movements. Um and you could always see like just enough and uh applause for no shaky cam. I don't know. Well <laughs> done. No shaky cam. Well done, Jordan Peel. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean it it definitely did a really good job of building suspense but I think um, one of my main criticisms I probably have and I've seen this with quite a lot of the reviews a lot of people say that they were quite disappointed because the trailer looked really promising but um, I've not actually seen the the trailer. (laughs) The execution of the film didn't really deliver and I kind of think that this film didn't need to be two hours. I feel like the first section where they're kind of at the beach dragged on a bit, and they they do set up quite a lot of interesting stuff and a lot of questions that you have earlier on that they do explain here at the end. But um, I feel like it would have been quite an interesting premise, maybe in more of a short film form. Like, I guess they could have kind of uh told the story a bit differently. But I th- I think after I'd say the first act it definitely did pick up in quality for me, but I just felt like it was dragging a bit at the start. Yeah, that's interesting was... because
1: I actually really liked seeing the characters just at the start. I was actually thinking like, oh, all the character scenes are really well written, and it makes me actually care about them. Um, I I get where you're coming from. I felt like actually for me it was a bit in like maybe I think the second act it dragged a bit, but. Well, it was more like when the family was introduced, I had a feeling of like, how is this gonna keep going and be yeah. interesting? But then it did. So when they when it when they first came, I was like, this would work more as a short film, but then it worked as a film and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. <laughs> if I that think, makes
0: sense. I think it just didn't really drag in the second act for me just because there was a lot more tension established whereas the first act like there's a lot of questions you have about the characters but a lot of the dialogue was well It was quite it was designed to be quite cheesy where you have like the dab- dabbing at the start and stuff like that yeah but um which i did enjoy but it, it just you enjoyed the like, dab well yeah. how yeah. much
1: would you rate four the dab? dab four out of oh. eight <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay <laughs>
2: sure um, uh, Tom, could you just, like, leave and join again? Because you're, like, blubbling a lot.
1: Oh, no. Technical difficulties.
2: Ooh, that is creamy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I thought the... Yeah, I kind of get both of your points, because I... The writing at the start was very good. Character scenes were very well uh, executed. Um... And it did this like good job of making you care about the characters, which you know isn't always easy in like film. You've not like seen them before; you're just thrown into this scenario. Uh, but I feel like you could could have cut like five or ten minutes out of it, and maybe kept the sort of same impact. Like yeah, as always said, like some of the bits on the beach. Uh, just drag Um, and like and there was some like clever um, like throughout the film there's like loads of little clever references to twist at the end but um, like there was one on the beach for example but
1: uh... Uh... (laughs) I don't
0: know I mean yeah, I'd, I'd say the, the two main questions I probably had before, I think the twist definitely did a great job of explaining a lot of it, but I was thinking when the doppelgangers appear, first of all, you sort of understood their motivation because there's that really impactful speech where she's talking about them being the shadows and they're kind of having to, they've sort of got the worst version of everything but you don't really understand, like, the end goal. Like, what are they trying to achieve? But that sort of becomes more clear as it goes on. And then the second thing I was thinking is, how come if everybody has a doppelganger, which you start to quickly realize, then how come the main character, the mom, is the only person that's ever seen theirs? But then they also do explain that.
1: Yeah, they do. Um... Yeah. That that speech I would say was good, but when it started off with "Once upon a time" in that voice, I did laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time,
2: it um, <laughs> was a girl. <laughs>
1: Although it makes sense, you understand why the voice, because you know, strangling and stuff.
2: Yeah, let's just reveal but the why? twist because we seem to be dancing around it. So the twist, <laughs> the twist is everyone has a doppelganger, and the main woman has her doppelganger, but why is she so important? Because uh she her doppelganger started and like leading the movement. Isn't her doppelganger when she was younger she went and found her doppelganger who strangled her and took her place in society. So uh that's why she has the hoarse voice because she was strangled and hadn't spoken to anyone for like twenty years. And that's why when the uh the girl came back from well the doppelganger came back from the house of mirrors she couldn't talk because she didn't know how to damn yeah uh
1: this I I know you <laughs> the that twist actually works really well with some of the the themes that Jordan Peele was going for yeah in the script so. One of the things that he made very clear was about like um th- the system that like America works and how and how he feels about privilege because you know John appeal himself says that you know he's born in a middle class household. he was quite privileged, but um he has like this fear of that if someone is privileged, that means someone else uh, like has had something taken away from them. So it's kind of that thing of, um, like, if if you're given something, that means someone else has lost that thing. If you know what I mean, so it's kind of about um, the separation in the upper and lower classes in America, and obviously that this twist shows that someone like uh, rising up to like a higher class, say it leads to other people being plunged into poverty and things like that. So I think that was part of the twist was about how, um, you know, all, it, it wanted to say, the thing with the doppelganger is to say that there's like a separation between like, you know, the privileged and the non-privileged. And then the the twist bit of the swapping shows that if you gain privilege, then is could you actually be... Uh, making someone else's life worse. Uh, so I think that really comes across quite well in this script.
0: Yeah, because I mean there's loads of different interpretations of the sort of the themes that he's trying to bring across. But I think the the stuff about that privilege and kind of the exploitation of other people that have to suffer suffer as a result, I guess, of these well, I've seen some stuff that goes on about the theme park kind of being quite central to ideas about society and kind of capitalism because it, um, it kind of shows that difference between the fact that these people are just blindly um, enjoying the this without really thinking of the repercussions. So I think that the way that he was able to explore this you know, with a lot of the horror aspects and things, was quite nuanced and you know, like quite subversive.
1: Yeah, because I know that Jordan Peele does like to, you know, put in political commentary and stuff into his films. I mean, he he only has like two of this horror style, and I've not actually seen Get Out, but I know that <laughs> I know that Get Out is about race relations. I know that much. Yeah. So, uh, and but it's always interesting to see that because. A lot of times, horror gets like shoved to one side of people, like, oh, this is just, you know, it's like film junk food or whatever, it's trash. But it shows that actually you can say important things, uh, like within the horror genre. And uh, I, I definitely want to see Get Out more after watching this film.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Because there's so many, like, you know, the casting choices were great because the performances were really good and the cinematography and writing was good, like, I felt like the comedy managed to blend quite well, and it felt believable with the characters. I don't, yeah. I don't know, and I know a lot of people disagree, but I mean, not I, like... I think it kind of made sense when um, when Zora was like, no, I get to drive because I've got the highest kill count. <laughs> I don't know. I did like
0: those bits. Yeah. Because I feel like, um, as you were saying about that kind of pre-judgment that a lot of people have f- uh, regarding horror, I guess that, well, it wasn't really really reliant on kind of jump scares and stuff like that. It was a lot of building tension and also quite a lot of kind of disturbing shots and characters. Yeah. Um, so. I think it definitely dealt with a lot of the themes and ideas in a very unique way.
1: Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that it's very like influenced by The Shining. That's what people, you know, people see the main influence as, but I actually saw a fair bit of like Night of the Living Dead influence in the, you know, uh defending your own your own home from difficult to kill things that you don't understand. And then kind of moving to a new location and finding more people and then seeing on the news that it's everywhere that that was very night of the living dead kind of paced um yeah so i i felt like you know jordan peel has probably definitely seen a lot of horror and there was also some like um i think it was norwegian horror film that it was has influences from called Funny Games. It might not be Norwegian. <laughs> I mean
0: uh, it reminded me quite a bit of a couple of other films, but they're probably the more recent ones so they probably didn't inspire him. But like there was quite a few similarities to Bird Box with the fact that it wasn't necessarily just horror, but you kind of saw society as a whole breaking down and it was almost like dystopia kind of towards the end. Um and that, I think it also had it was quite similar in a way to a quiet place, which is, uh, which we did on the podcast ages ago. Um, just sort of showing that desperation. Where, well, it, I think the difference with a quiet place is the fact that this is just as these things are emerging, rather than they've been around for ages. But um, it, it, I really like the the perspective of the characters because he really did see that reaction to something that was so inexplicable
1: mm, sorry funny games is austrian by the way <laughs> just get it out there no idea where i got norwegian from it's <laughs> austrian
2: <laughs> i mean what jordan peele did with the uh the cast and i think sort of gave them a list of a few horror films that inspired the watch so everyone was sort of on the. This-
1: Yeah, and it seemed like he directed the kids well as well. I watched some behind the scenes stuff, and he was he was letting them say if they felt like they wouldn't do a certain thing in the movie, uh, you know, to make sure that as as in he'd be like, "Would you do this in this situation?" Uh, so he so kind of let everyone have would actually uh, a say. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and apparently he's really chill, <laughs> just a chill dude. And I feel like that's probably partly because, you know, he's done a lot of work acting because he obviously had Key and Peel and her, uh, and got his beginnings in, in the comedy world. I I assume that influences his style as well, which is quite interesting. That's, I assume that's why he got Tim Heidecker, who's part of Tim and Eric, for the role as well through comedy connections. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, as you were saying, the comedy never really feels out of place or jarring. They kind of are able to blend it quite well with a lot of the more serious stuff that's happening.
1: Yeah. And one thing that I liked was um, there's a lot of creative solutions to problems, which is what you like to see. The one that was really impactful was uh, the fight on the speedboat between... Uh, Gabe and his tethered who I think was called Abraham and of, that went on quite a well. while you know there was like pushing him off and then he's caught onto the rope and they go into the water and then when they're try- both trying to like climb back on to the speedboat, uh, with Gabe's tethered behind him like in front of the tethered in front of the propeller so he like as he's about to get stabbed and instead bangs his head on the motor to start it again and then it slices them up. That one, yeah. that was like, oh! So it was like a good bit of, not really that gory, but you, you know, you felt the impact. But also, it was a creative solution, and you're like, that was cool.
0: <laughs> I Stuff couldn't but... tell if he was banging his head to start the motor, or you know how you you especially see, um, with is it. Jason's character, you see kind of like the doppelgangers imitating their behaviour. Mm. Um so I wasn't sure if when he bangs his head he thought that his doppelganger would do the same thing and kind of fall off. But in that scene I really like the, the moment where um he shoots the flare gun at him and then like nothing happens. <laughs> he lands on the floor and <laughs> yeah. and the He's eye. like, oh
2: that's
1: great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think there there are like other cool things they do of disposing of them. because uh, they all get their own like unique weapon. <laughs> uh, like Abe yeah. with his baseball bat. Um oh that was that was it I like I liked that you know, they'd set up the whole cupboard shutting and then you're not it's not got a handle on the inside so you can't get out. So Jason uses that to trap his doppelganger. Uh that was cool. And um Zora just beats people to death with a golf club. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. How did you feel about like the way it built tension? What, what do you think was the main way it did it? Because it doesn't just play on you know, them seeing the doppelgangers. I think it's it's interesting because it's a completely different way to say like Haunting of Hill House did it where that used a lot of empty space and things you couldn't yeah. see. It was more kind of a creeping terror of them being followed constantly, I think, or just like the threat of danger. Uh, yeah. So I think it was an interesting different way of doing it uh more kind of that that's where you you get the shiny influence because you know in the shiny you can always see what's going on but you still get like this overwhelming feeling of this is wrong
0: (laughs) yeah i think just what was especially evident with the you know that first scene where they come across the doppelgangers which is really striking because that kind of immediately follows um, the moments where they're talking about well what you presume is some sort of paranoia almost that they feel like there's always been this replication of them kind of following them the whole time but then you kind of understand that well is she meant to remember it or is it kind of implied that these events just act as a catalyst for her remembering it, and she kind of doesn't really truly understand what the situation she's in. Because you know, um, like at the end when you see her smiling, like, mm-hmm. did you interpret that as she's only just kind of remembered this these events, or? or what? No,
1: I I I just saw it as her that because she knew she'd like. Trapped the true version of herself, and I assume was worried about revenge because the other tethered couldn't really act by themselves. Yeah, so I, I assume it was more like she knew that she'd be being chased, and then she could kind of stop worrying from then on. That's yeah, that's how I interpreted it.
2: But,
0: but in that scene, especially, um, you just Constantly waiting for something to happen, and when they kind of each go their separate ways, so the dad goes to the boat, and then um, Jason goes to the cupboards, and then you see, um, what's the girl's name again, Zora? Zora, so yeah, you see her um, running off, and then a is about to chase, and you know, that's really tense scene especially when she's looking under the car and then um, that guy comes out and he's like why are you on my
1: car and then (laughs) he regrets doing that (laughs) what I really appreciated was that as soon as they saw the doppelgangers they called the police I was like I I feel like this is a horror writer knowing (laughs) that people always go like why didn't they call the police so he's like right they're going to call the police instantly (laughs) how about that then...
0: I thought it was quite interesting that um, there was quite a bit of stuff like criticizing the police a bit almost because I mean obviously you have the song playing in the background when and then later mm-hmm. you kind of see oh why how can the police possibly be on hold and I mean it's a bit unreasonable so <laughs> this is going on well you don't the whole they country, do say the, they
1: do say thing. there's loads of <laughs> there's too many twins yeah So, um, but I can see why seeing as Jordan Peele is black, and I assume that, um, growing up that way, like, because obviously, systematic violence against black people by the police won't make you look on them favorably. (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. I feel like, yeah, he probably was criticizing the police a bit, which is, uh, you see that moment where
0: they turn on the news. And then, um, you know, they're they're trying to work out what happened, and at this point, they haven't even worked out that they are doppelganger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Has Ollie gone? Ollie? I think Ollie's being killed by his doppelganger. Oh no. They're coming. What time is it? (gasps) It's 11.11 if you uh, change the numbers on the clock.
2: (gasps) And 11 seconds, too.
1: Oh, no. Is this Ollie's Doppelganger come to replace him?
2: Oh, no. (laughs) It is. Oh, no. Guys, run away. Well, while we're on that, I'll... (laughs) quickly say the 1111 sprinkled throughout the uh the film is a bible reference for uh, Jeremiah yeah. 1111 which reads therefore thus saith the lord behold I will bring evil upon them which they will shall not be able to escape and though they shall cry unto me I will not hearken unto them So yeah I remember cool.
1: I, when I read that I was like could that possibly be about kind of the tethered being on the ground and wanting help and then maybe everyone above ground doesn't do anything about it i don't know <laughs> because they do the they do the hands across america thing but i don't know if it accomplishes anything yeah uh and I mean- Actually, Probably is it because it might but... not be everyone's doppelgangers from like, it might not be a global thing because when they say like who are you, they say we're Americans.
2: Yeah. I feel like I mean... that might have been a a reference to like I saw something in the trivia section of IMDb, obviously where we get all our information from. That. Uh... I've not been looking there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I'm just> cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna look now though. <laughs> God, what was gonna say now? I'm just, I can't believe he distracted <laughs> me like that. <laughs> just read through the IMDb trivia quick, section again quick, and you'll find it. I am. I'm searching it up. Someone say something.
0: I mean, we should probably point out that the the fact that they're in red is probably meant to be somewhat symbolic of kind of communist or other leftist movements because i I wouldn't say it's just as clear-cut as capitalist or communist in this film but there obviously are a lot of ideas about privilege and um kind of just the status quo and social order that um i guess this uprising from the doppelgangers is a form of revolution almost so I, i think that's quite a a key detail.
2: Yes, mm. I have found the, the, the thing. It is picking up on the topic of duality, the title can be interpreted in two ways. Firstly, us as a personal pronoun. Secondly, us as an abbreviation for United States. During one dialogue, yeah. both interpretations are picks, picked up when Jason says, it's us, and later on, Red says, we're Americans. Although that's probably reading far mm. too deep into it.
1: I feel like it makes sense because I, I I saw that as well, and it obviously is supposed to be about the state of America, um. Mm. But and it's supposed to be about the state of America and also kind of self reflection is one of the themes, which, uh. So I guess it it would make sense for the title to be both. Yeah, this might um,
0: also be reading too deep into it, but I think something that. Might be quite important in this film is the idea of kind of masks and facades because you see, um, Jason spends the majority of this film wearing this mask. And if you also look at the poster, you see the idea of um, a mask. See, in this case, it's just meant to be doppelgangers and the fact that there's always people, like the oppressed people, living in the shadow. But I guess you could also say it's kind of that glorified view of American society or capitalism that isn't necessarily true and there's always flaws associated with it which you kind of see in this film especially with the two sides
2: Mm. Nice What did you think of the um, opening uh, message at the very beginning which reads uh there are thousands of miles of tunnels beneath the continental United States, abandoned subway systems, unused surface unused service routes and deserted mineshafts, many of no known purpose at all. Uh gotta be honest, I forgot about that. I was about to say um, the same thing, to be honest. I, I could <laughs> like in theory stuff like that's really cool and in some other um in some other things. Like it works really well, but I don't know what it was that just made me completely forget about that. I assume it's just
1: set up about the tethered.
2: Yeah, yeah, like being um, being in the tunnels. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what did you think of all the the rabbit stuff?
1: Um, the rabbit stuff is right. Jordan Peele is scared of rabbits. That's why. That's why they're in there. Genuinely, Jordan Peele is scared of rabbits and scissors. Hence, the tethered using rabbits and scissors.
2: I saw something <laughs> that he also. Said that he
1: likes. He likes to make people scared of things that wouldn't usually be scary, which is why he because he he knows mm. like why would you be scared of rabbits? So like associating them with this spooky thing. Uh, yeah. I think he just finds it interesting.
0: Yeah. I
2: He's... mean,
0: I've, I've seen some criticisms that kind of say that the fact that that's kind of left undeveloped and ambiguous, I kind of like it, but a lot of people have been yeah, saying I that thought it was fine. this film tries to set things up that it doesn't necessarily know what it's trying to... It doesn't really know what its message is sometimes. But I didn't really agree.
1: No, I think that Jordan Peele just put it in because he thought it was cool. <laughs> I think you can yeah. do that. <laughs> Didn't you say he voice? So dying I'm rabbit not sure if this one is confirmed. He he was the voice of the Funhouse narrator.
2: Yeah, that that's been that's
1: confirmed. that is for definite. And he he has said multiple times that he voices a dying rabbit. And I know for definite, I'm pretty sure he was the voice of a dying deer in Get Out. That one is confirmed. Him being the voice of the dying rabbit. I'm not sure if it is, but I have seen an interview where he does both noises. Because <laughs> I couldn't find a clip of the dying rabbit, but I found a clip of him going like, "Oh yeah, I'm the dying deer in Get Out and the dying rabbit in uh, in Us," and then he goes like, "It's like," and the
2: rabbit is like. <laughs> Lovely. What a lad. <laughs> what a yeah. um, I I saw something that said you could also interpret the rabbits as a reference to Alice in Wonderland, um, and also, obviously with like the Hall of Mirrors as well, and uh, the red theme uh, being to do with like the Red Queen or something. I've forgotten it already, but like it, it's it's pretty groovy. The Queen of Hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: that that is also groovy. It is indeed also groovy.
0: <laughs> well, at least we pointed that out because when we did our uh Snowpacer episode, I later discovered that there was a massive theory that um it's kind of a follow up to Willy Wonka, but we didn't actually mention that in the episode. What? So.
2: How? <laughs> Please please explain. I not...
0: <laughs> can't remember exactly, but there's like a couple of really detailed videos on YouTube that explain all the similarities and parallels between them. It is a... By the end, you will be convinced that it's the same franchise.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I I'm going to go watch because that right now. a
0: recommendation for today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Snowpiercer, is it... I'm so confused watch. and okay. intrigued.
1: What well, are you <laughs> saying that like the people that made the train are they, are they part of the Willy Wonka company or whatever?
0: Just watch it. Okay. Well, why did what do you think the W stands for? <gasps> <gasps> and apparently, you know how at the end. Near the end, they need like the kids to go into the system because yeah. only ones that yeah. apparently that was
1: it was designed uh, for umphalumpers.
2: Yeah. <gasps> oh no! What? This is crazy. crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what? So is is us in the same universe as like George's Marvelous Medicine or something? <laughs> 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 the twits. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you think about it. Um the 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 magic finger, right? <laughs> Maybe the magic to the tethered people. Ooh. Same universe, boom. Ooh. So, yeah. Make yeah. a
0: video or so. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: I will I will.
2: I mean, I feel it. like that's cool, but I think the the coolest part of um us in particular is that of the three helicopters seen hovering at the end the closest one can be seen as a Eurocopter Airbus AS355 Twinstar uh, oh. unless you're a helicopter fanatic like me you probably didn't know that the, the that's the Twinstar is also known as the squirrel and has a twin double engine twin turbine what? engine twins
1: that th- fits into the That's theme of crazy. duality and us. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wait, that could have been intentional, maybe, because there was that basketball game that was 11 to 11, and it was like, one of the teams was Minnesota, and they're called the Twins. Yo. Yeah, but
2: who the, who the hell would pick up on, like, a helicopter? I feel like it's...
1: <laughs> you, clearly. Well, I mean, apart, apart
2: from me. i that realised that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one that wrote the sec the section on uh the trivia of IMDb.
0: Speaking of IMDb, Whoa. there seems to be quite a big difference between like the meta score and then the audience score, which seems relatively low, or at least a lot lower than Get Out, hmm. which none of us have seen, so we can't compare it to. But <laughs> I think it deserves higher than 6.8, to be honest. But I guess... We'll yeah, we, it seems a lot is.
1: of people don't like uh that there is any comedy in it. A yeah. lot of people don't like the ending. Cause it's a bit weird. <laughs> and also the fact of like just going into the logistics of doppelgangers living underneath, which I don't really care about. They're like, how would they survive off rabbits and the blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay. <laughs> and then also, I guess some of them saying about like them acting a bit goofy, like Jason's doppelganger, like growling and stuff. Yeah. But it's basically just a lot of one out of tens, which makes no sense. (laughs) I don't know why. And then people maybe not liking, I don't know. There's a weird amount of like no, like terrible reviews for no reason.
0: I mean, as I was saying before about the people that had high expectations from the trailer, but I feel like that the trailer... Ben, didn't we once watch the trailer for us in an English lesson? I why we did it in like year 11, just randomly. <laughs> I can't remember. Maybe it was the same time we watched Lava. Oh.
2: <laughs> I'm going to recommend but, uh, that. I, um...
0: <laughs> I think that the trailer is... Largely just the scene where they arrive. I, I can't right. really remember, but I oh, feel like that scene in isolation maybe? does work quite well.
2: Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> I know think what I remember
0: watched it.
1: But. I remember doing a poll on like about the I think it was about the poster or something, 'cause it it kept asking me questions about like which image intrigues you the most. So I think I may have helped decide on the US poster. <laughs> damn
2: good
1: for you i don't even know why i was given that i i I, because i don't do like uh like survey things at all so i've no idea why i did it (laughs) it
0: was just you maybe you single-handedly yeah they just asked me (laughs) (laughs) well why didn't they ask all of us (laughs)
2: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. that's funny because it's the title of the film <laughs> yeah.
0: what did you think of the music i
2: thought, I it, was thought it was good pretty cool. uh, I, liked the... <laughs> whole... it... I liked that <laughs> i loved the opening sequence like where um like the credits were on screen it was zooming out from the rabbits with the oh 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 yeah
0: yeah <laughs> it lasted quite a long time but it It definitely helped build a mood.
1: (laughs) I don't understand why there's so many bad reviews. Like, unbelievably bad. What? (laughs) This is crazy. I'm I'm still trying to find out why people hate it, but they literally just say this is a terrible movie, and I'm like, why? (laughs) The plot
0: ruins the film. Well, what... The plot, like, is the film? What... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't understand. I'm trying to. If I could give it a minus one, I would. This movie is by far the worst <laughs> I've seen in a long time.
2: Bloody hell! He must have not seen particularly good movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretentious. Maybe. Yes. Okay. I think we need
0: to watch Get Out. See, maybe yeah. people have had really high expectations after that, but. I don't yeah, know. I enjoyed it.
1: Absolute garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, that's not because I'm not woke AF. Okay. Okay. How's <laughs> that? Is, that I'm just there? wondering. Is is it people saying like? Is it people saying that it's too political? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many bad reviews. I'm just confused. Oh, whatever. I'm just getting annoyed now.
0: (laughs) Should we see what we think of it?
1: Uh, No. No. (laughs) It's just people getting annoyed at people being underground and eating rabbits. (laughs) That's so sad. (sighs) Get a life. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Says you. (laughs) I know. Oh, by the way, the outfits are supposed to be like the... Thriller outfits, the Michael Jackson Thriller music video, because that is subt- subtly referenced in this film. So there's a there's another fun fact. Groovy. We do fun facts, right? Anyway,
2: <laughs> right. So Oli said earlier in the podcast that um one of the uh. First, one of the films it's best to compare it to is the one we did exactly forty episodes ago this week. Whoa, that's crazy Whoa. to think that. I know it feels like it's is really... our
0: first episode
2: back. Yeah, we're, we're approaching our like first anniversary. That's weird to think about. And that were anyway. That was um a quiet place, and we gave that. Solid. Uh seven point two five to old. two decimal places for some reason.
0: Oddly. We were just crazy back then. We didn't care about giving it <laughs> two decimal places. <sighs> we were just maybe we like, should give so we Rebel this a, a bit
1: so, since then. We should give this one a three decimal place rating.
0: <laughs> well I was thinking a minus one for this.
1: Oh
2: yeah, it was awful, yeah. yeah. Terrible. Minus one? Here. More like minus two.
0: <laughs> 2.25.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking more of a minus
0: 2.137. Yeah, that's fair.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which we actually, okay. Uh, I'll give a rating. So I think in terms of entertainment value and like suspense. Slightly worse than a quiet place, but the themes are cooler, (laughs) so that bumps it up again. The highest, didn't you? I did give it the highest, I I was quite surprised uh, when I checked on. Um, So, I'm probably gonna give this like a 7.4. Nice, I am,
0: yeah, I probably prefer the quiet place. Just a bit. But because well, I gave it an a bit. The quiet place point, was
1: above what I gave it. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: I'll go seven point two, so not that different, but <laughs> Hmm.
2: Oh, why did I give the quiet place the lowest? So hmm. oh, I did enjoy it
1: because
2: uh you're a grouchy old man. Well you're not wrong. Um <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, entertainment value. Um I think I did enjoy it more than a quiet place, but not a huge amount. Uh themes wise it was definitely cooler. Um I'm gonna go seven point one <laughs> I thought you were gonna
1: go like a bit higher because you're like, oh yeah, better than a quiet place, and <laughs> themes are better as well. Seven point one,
2: <laughs> point one more.
1: Seven point oh five.
2: Seven point zero zero five. If we're doing uh, three decimal places. Uh, I'll just say like a lot of the ratings, uh, a lot of the reviews are like kind of like stupid i i do slightly see the point on the comedy somewhat uh but i don't i don't think i'd say it was jarring i would just say like tonally was a like a bit of a shift um but it's not unbelievable. Like if you were in a really stressful scenario, like a lot of people would end up like joking about it to like cope. So uh you're wrong and we're right. <laughs> yeah, we're objectively correct, remember? Yeah. What was your yeah. rating, Tom? Uh it was
1: seven point four. It's seven point two overall, Ben. Damn.
2: My my, like ratings, it always never matters. If you do that to two decimal places... 7.23, all
1: right. (laughs) Right. Oh no. 7.23.
2: That means, on average, a quiet place was... Wait, what? What's a quiet place? Right, 7 add 7.5, add 7.25. Yeah, you've definitely got the average right for that one. Yeah. It's so sad, a quiet place is higher. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how Okay, I'm not even gonna question it. Let's just move on.
0: Tob and I both gave it lower didn't
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool. Um <laughs> Kind of zoned out a little bit. Right, anyway, we (laughs) have a submission spotlight section that no one ever sends anything into, so please send something in. Thank you. (laughs) Next.
0: Sorry, you need to do your ad read again like last week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I don't know if I can do it again. Last week was perfect. So we run a submission spotlight section in our podcast, which is where we showcase works from uh, talented creators, who ranging from uh, written works to uh, music to short films. We've done stuff like uh, the nine one one call, a short film, and a couple of songs from the country band Crow Uh Big up Crowbuntree. Big uh, up Crowbuntrey previously on the podcast so if you would like to have your work reviewed by three people who are objectively right then you can (laughs) send Send us a link via the contact form on our website or dm us on instagram or twitter which are both at erv podcast or leave a link somewhere because we're desperate at this point we'll find it thank you for listening (laughs) all right see you Wait, no, 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 no.
1: Simmer down. Simmer, Simmer down. down. It's time for recommendations. It's is it? For... We have recommendations singing the this the jingle week? no one's ever heard.
2: What jingle?
1: <laughs> right, recommendations. Who wants to go first? Trick question, me. You've gone first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: This is like your section where you like shine because you just have always have so many. So a couple of weeks ago King Gizzard released a new album and I forgot
1: to talk about it. Sorry, so King sad. Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard is their full name. Full I can't name. believe you'd forget the Lizard and they...
2: Wizard. <laughs>
1: and this album is LW, the second half of KG and the third volume of Microtonal Tuning's albums. Uh, I hope you can remember all that, but... Yeah, LW, it's got some bangers. It starts off really strong. Um, It's got, like, micro jazz funk uh, songs. Static Electricity is an absolute bop. Um, It's got... It's got, like, the the final song is a really long doom metal track and it's my favourite thing on the album. It's just, like, really heavy riffs and also weird time signatures, like 11-8 and stuff, just because they do what they want. Um, and, you know, they're, they're still talking about climate change and stuff like that, don't worry. And, and, and even now on the songs with, like, Supreme Ascendancy, it seems to be about rich people getting away with stuff, so... Some cool lyrics, although, you know, usually they don't always go too in-depth. King Gizzard liked liked repetition, Um, but yeah, it's just a good album to listen to, and the transitions between all the tracks are very smooth and cool. Cool. Listen to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, please. Nice.
2: (laughs) Well, surprisingly, I also have a recommendation this week. Ben, do you have a recommendation to do with music?
1: Whoa. Sticking on the theme <gasps> of music. Oh. You did not tell me about this beforehand. No,
2: I did not. You and we d- definitely didn't, didn't agree that I'd do this. <laughs> 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 yeah, so on Friday, just a couple days ago, uh, there was a new song that came out and uh, it's kind of taken like everyone by storm. It's really popular. Um, it's by the duo Silk Sonic, which is... Uh, comprised of bruno mars and anderson pack what an absolute squad um the track is called leave the door open and uh it's just this really gorgeous like 70s f- soul ballad um and it has uh it features some like great drumming from anderson pack uh some groovy lyrics um some great mixing and all together it's just a Groovy vibe, um <laughs> I feel like a sixties like hippie kids using all this slang um like,
1: <laughs> groovy vibe,
2: yeah, groovy, vibe. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a it's a really good song and it com it really like stands out from a lot of like the other popular music at the moment it um is oh, you are a hippie. yeah uh, for no other reason than just the sounds it's like um, like, it's very authentic like 70s soul Um, some great lyrics on it Um, so yeah go and listen to Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic yeah do it they might have an album on the way at some point soon as well
1: it seems like they're going to have a full album because they've got that intro as well
2: yeah and both have like the same cover arts, which is yeah. I just say
1: an evening with Silk Sonic. Mm. I expect a full evening.
2: Yeah, hosted by the great <laughs> Bootsy Collins as well. Yeah, I do. <gasps> full house. What is this yeah, episode twenty? Um... <laughs> what. <laughs> <laughs> Was... <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Is that some sort of... What was that, <laughs> is that a reference? I
2: don't know. It's just like we never have full houses. But why we... We've got 20? to check what now. <laughs> what? It was. It was Kangaroo Jack. Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> Wait. No, I think about it. I feel like that's even more stupid because didn't we just like leave recommendations? Because none of us like. No, could be we bothered. recommended no, Birdemic. We did... I think. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but we what? We are a dumb Birdemic. I
2: know. <laughs> Why, do we... <laughs> Why do we recommend Birdemic? Because
1: it's a better bad film to watch.
2: Did we actually? Obviously. Okay, okay never so, mind. But... Okay, go. Ollie, do your recommendation right, now. All right.
0: Uh... <laughs> My recommendation is a film, and it's about oh. some men, and they're pretty angry. <gasps> Do you know how many there are? Twelve. There, there are indeed twelve.
1: Whoa!
0: Yeah, it's a uh, twelve angry men. <laughs> if you haven't worked it out.
2: <laughs> Thanks <laughs> the, for spelling uh, out
0: film. Uh, yeah. Yeah. From 1957. Watch on? I watched it on my TV. <laughs> Shut up. on Google Play.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Splashing out three pound fifty on this.
1: Oh, It, oh, was, I don't worth know. it. it was worth was it. Was it worth as m-
2: um, half as much as a uh, like Kangaroo Jack day USA on YouTube?
0: <laughs> no, not that sort of Go
2: like our Kangaroo Jack video, please, because when we get to ten, we're forcing Tom to watch it you no. Jackie to go to USA. <laughs> well stop ro- interrupting your recommendation now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so if you don't know this is it's it's the majority of it is just set in a room with a jury of twelve men who um it starts off where eleven of them believe that the the aqu- the person who's been accused of murder, this 18-year-old, is guilty. And there's one who's not guilty, not necessarily because he has any evidence that he's innocent, just because he's got a reasonable doubt. Um, And as they go on, he's trying to, well, not necessarily convince the others because he's not convinced himself, but they kind of, all together, they start to question a lot of the evidence that has been used to, Um, accuse him of of being guilty and um, you start to reveal a lot of the different characters. A lot of them are quite the caricatures of different traits. So you've got one of them who's um, got quite a lot of prejudice against the person who's being accused. You've got um, someone who just wants to get over and done with. You've got like this old man who kind of sympathizes a lot more with the case um and you just it's really well done because i'd say with an exception of a couple within the duration of the film you're able to kind of understand the perspective of all the different characters especially juror number eight who is the person who kind of leads it and i think it's number three as well who's kind of the one who who most believes that it's guilty um but it does a really good job of um building the sense of claustrophobia as it goes on especially with the heat that kind of starts to build up um and it's just really tense throughout the whole thing and um despite the fact that it's so old it's um it does some really clever things with cinematography and the performances are amazing and just the story is really fascinating, so I'd definitely recommend
2: that. Groovy. Really? Yeah, so before I end the episode prematurely, let's talk about what we'll be discussing next week.
0: Whoa, you remember Ben? <gasps> yeah. You're not a special well guest. <coughs> That's good. I mean, you never were.
2: <laughs> nah, only Tom. <laughs> yeah, only me. What are we well, doing? No, tag. <laughs> I thought one of you was going to do it. Okay, we're doing tag. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're it. No, you're it. Because I just tagged you <sighs> back. No, you're it Ooh. 2017. No,
1: you're it 20... No, two 20, 20, 20, 20, twenty nineteen. 2019. No, you're... It. Uh... The, the like... Original. 19. <laughs> we, we know what you mean. 1990. Well, you're It's the Book. Well, you're It
2: 1927.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh bet you weren't expecting that one. No. Pulling out the <laughs> 1927 It. <laughs> no coming back from that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, you're its doppelganger. Oh! get wrecked.
1: Right, that's it. I'm dead now.
2: Anyway, you're 1927, but it was almost as good as Joker nice. from 1991. Oh. <laughs> so, I forgot about that before we like <laughs> A... a-, a- what have you put in episode 45, Chad? That's it. It's IT 1927. Nice. Okay. <laughs> we need to do that at some point. <laughs> A sales girl with plenty of IT, brackets, sex appeal, pursues her handsome playboy. Yeah, that's IT 1927.
1: Nice. And also 2017, if you think about it. True.
0: Cool. Smash kay. like and subscribe if you want to see us doing it from 1927.
2: <laughs> Smash it, break your computers, like. S- yeah. Yeah. Throw them to the floor. All four of them. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Now let, let's uh, let's hang up. Uh, we are on. <laughs> This is a disaster (laughs) You can tell I'm quite tired Yeah, we are on Instagram and Twitter At ELV Podcast Both of which we never uh, post on But we'd like you to follow anyway We also have a mailing list Which we never update on our website Which we never update (laughs) That's it Entertainmentsofexcellence.weebly.com So you can go there and subscribe The off chance that we ever update it Thank you for listening hopefully you'll tune in next week to watch us do uh, It from 1927. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're doing tag,
1: okay. Yes, just... I know.
2: We're doing tag. Right. <laughs> Alright, see ya. <laughs> Alright, see ya. Alright, see you. Ya. Yeah,
1: that's it,